Hi everyone, this is the Language Relearning Podcast, where we create podcast episodes for adoptees seeking to relearn their mother tongues. This is an episode of Mandarin Language Lessons. Hello, oh my goodness, this is episode three. I only started this podcast uh, 24 hours ago, and I'm really excited to be able to do already my third episode. It's great, I can crank them out. And I hope you're excited for today's episode when we are going to talk about personal pronouns. And this is another step forward towards being able to form more practical sentences and start speaking a little bit in everyday situations. So personal pronouns, a little bit of a refresher if we don't remember what personal pronouns are even in English. Uh, English personal pronouns would be the words that we are using to refer to ourselves or other people without using their name. So those would be I, me, you, her, he, they, them, we, etc. And the conversation around personal pronouns as it pertains to gender is a really big conversation that a lot of folks are having right now, learning the importance of respecting people's pronouns that they use, because sometimes uh, the way that we might gender somebody or assume that their gender is, is not the same as that they identify with. And I think that's a really important uh, situation to point out in English. And we'll talk a little bit about that later after we learn the Mandarin personal pronouns um, as to kind of some general um, ideas about pronouns between Mandarin and English. So let's get started. Um, I just want to note that this lesson on personal pronouns will come in two parts. This first part that we're recording and doing right now will just introduce to you what the pronouns are, uh, how to use them, and some general information about pronouns uh, when it comes to Mandarin and its comparison to English. And then our second part that are released right after this will be on possessive forms of pronouns, so using um, different words to make them possessive and how to use those possessive forms. Uh, I want to try to keep these episodes kind of short, which is why I don't want to jam it all into one episode. All right, so let's dive in. In English, we use two different words to refer to ourselves, those being I and me. Depending on the structure of the rest of the sentence, we will decide which one we should use. In Mandarin, there's just one word for I or for me, and it's wo. Wo. Then we have the word you in English, uh, which is ni in Mandarin. This word, of course, appears in the phrase ni hao, ni hao, uh, which we went over, I think, in our first episode on tones. So the tones on ni are the third tone, but in ni hao, it goes second and then third because they're both third tones. Anyways, ni hao actually uh, literally means you good. So ni is the tone or is the word for you. In English, we have he, him, and she, her, which are both gender pronouns. Um, and we use them to distinguish between uh, people who identify uh, with those pronouns, which typically would be quote unquote male and female pronouns. But in Mandarin, both genders just use one word, which is ta, ta. When you speak, there's no distinguishing factor between um, uh, if it's male or female, and they both just sound the same, which is ta with first tone, um, and ta can also just mean it. Uh, when you end up writing out this word in characters, though, there are three different forms, one which we typically use for men, one which we typically use for 
women, and then one which is typically used for objects to mean the word it. The main difference between the words uh, ta uh, for the quote-unquote male and female versions would be that the uh, female version of ta has a radical for woman, and then the other uh, ta has a radical for the word for person or man. We'll talk a little bit more about the aspects of gender and gender pronouns and how they compare between Mandarin and English a little bit later on. Now we want to jump into talking about words like we or us and they and them. And so we actually are going to use the words that we just learned. We or us is just woman, woman. And it kind of sounds like the word woman in English. Uh, you can hear that we have just used the word wo from I or me and then added this word men onto it. And men essentially indicates that there are more people that you're referring to. So it's like you and a group of people, we. So woman, woman. Then we use men to also create the word for they and them. And so we go back to the word that we're using for uh, she or her, or he, or he and him, and that's ta, and then we add men to that uh, to make it plural, and it's tamen, tamen. And we use this for a group of people, regardless of the gender of the people in the group. And when you write it again in characters, the uh, first form of ta can be changed, I guess. Usually, though, we just use the form that's used for uh, a group for male pronouns, um, the one that has the radical for person or man. That's actually the gender neutral or original form. And there's a really interesting history behind why there are now two forms, one for um, men and one for women. But yeah, when we refer to a group of people, it's going to be tamen. And when you write it out, it will typically look like the form of ta that we use for men or boys. And then um, because that is actually the gender neutral one. And then for a, if you were referring to a complete group of just women, you could use uh, the ta that would be used for women with the radical for uh, woman. This actually leads me into the topic I wanted to cover as part of this episode on personal pronouns because, of course, the conversation, like I referred to earlier, in the United States right now is really about learning to respect people's gender pronouns. I know there's a lot of people who identify as non-binary, who are learning Mandarin, who have a lot of questions about how they fit into this conversation about pronouns in Mandarin um, because it sounds the same for regardless of your gender when you're speaking Mandarin. Ta, uh, but when you write it out, it is different. So from a Western or an American, uh, specifically because I guess I'm in the United States, but from a Western perspective, we might think it's really frustrating that the quote-unquote male version of ta is being uh, used as a gender-neutral term um, because we get frustrated when the masculine is used as neutral in English if you're part of kind of the discourse about gender right now um, because it is often used that way. Uh, but in Mandarin, it isn't necessarily a thing about masculine or feminine linguistic uh, structures because we come from a culture and a language that is much more rooted in formal gendered structures when it comes to linguistics. And maybe we're familiar with languages like Spanish or Italian that have even deeper rooted gender aspects to the formal structure of their language. 
Um, however, the uh, quote-unquote male version of ta was actually initially the only form of ta, and it was not considered to be gendered initially until um, in the 20th century or the late 19th century, a, um, a gendered form of ta to indicate female or femininity was created. And a lot of this had to do with uh, China coming into contact more with the West and China having um, translation issues between Mandarin text and um, Western texts, right? Because in Western texts, we have much more gendered pronoun usage and they needed to be able to distinguish that when they were going to interact with our language and when they were going to translate it. I think ultimately what this does is it means that um, the conversation and politics around personal gender pronouns are not as uh, a prevalent, uh, centered issue in, I guess, maybe uh, Chinese uh, LGBTQ issues. This isn't to say that maybe there aren't concerns around the way that gender gets used in language for um, Chinese trans or non-binary people there. Uh, there are obviously a whole uh, set of uh, issues and topics that are facing LGBTQ communities in China, um, but I just want to point out that our um, kind of conversations and discourse around personal gender pronouns are one that really comes from the central kind of core of how English functions and what the um, language structures and patterns are in our own language. So essentially, our concept of gender-based pronouns in Western or English-speaking countries, it doesn't really fully translate over to China. And in fact, my Chinese professors have often explained that they don't mean to misgender anyone if they're speaking in English. They're just basically learning how to use gender pronouns just in general, not even in reference to non-binary or trans folks. It's just that they often misuse them for everybody. So I've seen my Chinese professors who are Chinese nationals um, use he pronouns for someone who's a cisgender woman. And so it's just that they're getting the hang of having to use separate words to indicate another person because, you know, in Mandarin, it it's literally um, effectively the same word when you say it out loud. There's no difference in tone. Um, it's just ta. And so I think that's just a really important thing to know that there's essentially just one verbal uh, pronoun that we use for all genders in Mandarin. So if you identify as non-binary um, or you are identify as someone who uses uh, gender-neutral pronouns and you're more interested in uh, the use of pronouns in Mandarin and kind of some of the maybe deeper issues to that, you can feel free to reach out to me through the podcast email and we could definitely chat about that and maybe I can do more deep, deep research into um, kind of some of that discourse. But overall, uh, it, it actually is kind of better in Mandarin. There's no heavily gender distinction when we discuss um, people in the third person. All right, so now that we have kind of chatted about that for a little bit, and again, please feel free to reach out if you want to continue to talk about that. But I want to go over a few example sentences and then be able to wrap this up. So the first example sentence that I'm going to use is a translate is basically how you say I love you. So it's 我爱你, 我爱你. So I is the word for love. Um, if you wrote that in characters, you'd probably recognize it. It's a pretty recognizable character. And then we're using the pronouns 我 and 你. 
So yeah, basically, 我爱你 is I love you. This is a really cute practice sentence that you can definitely use just talking to a pet. You know, you could say "I love you" to your dog or your cat. And I mean, I I use this one honestly with my friends a lot. We just send each other little voice messages in the day, just to send each other encouragement, saying "I love you."、Um, and you know, they're Chinese American and speak Mandarin as well. And it's just a cute, fun little message we can send when we're trying to、uh, kind of practice our language together. The second sentence that we are going to do is. 他们来这里，他们来这里。This is、um, basically saying they come here, they come here. All right. So our third and last example sentence is 我们吃饭了，我们吃饭了，我们吃饭了。This sentence just means we ate. And actually, let me give you an example of how this might get used in context. So, if someone came and asked you in a group of people, you know, 你们吃饭了吗 And then you could just say, Yeah, okay, 我们吃饭了 Yeah, we ate. This kind of relates to the greeting that I went over in a previous episode, where、um, we went over greetings, and I said that a common greeting could just be if you ask someone, 你吃饭了吗 All right. So to reiterate, today we learned 我你 Ta, woman, and tamen. Next time, we will go over how to make these pronouns possessive. Again, if you are interested in continuing to chat about pronouns and gender pronouns in particular, or maybe even just LGBTQ issues in China,、uh, or if you have any questions for the podcast that you'd like to be answered on the podcast, you can again feel free to reach out and email me at languagerelearningpod@gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and hopefully you will listen to part two of this episode, learning how to make things possessive. If you're not interested in that episode and already know about that, you can tune into the following episode, which will be on saying hello, goodbye, and thank you. Thank you so much for listening, and remember to hit subscribe and to share with anyone who you think this could be useful for. If you appreciate this episode and this podcast, I encourage you to. Like this episode, subscribe, as well as share with anyone who th- this could be useful for.